0: Hello. You've reached the voicemail of Chris. I'm not able to take your call right now, but if you please leave your name, your phone number, and a brief message, I'll return your call as soon as I can. If this is you again, Scott, no. I'm not ready to talk about One Piece yet. I've told you five times already. You've left me countless voicemails. I'm tired. I'd like to go to sleep. Stop calling me. I know you're getting burner phones. I know you don't care that I block your number. I'm tired of it, Scott. Please. Just stop. Okay? Stop.
1: Hey, buddy! Uh, you haven't been returning my calls. That's okay, though. Uh, you know, um, we're adults. We have, we have, uh, things we're trying to do. Uh, sure. But, uh, you know, uh, you said you were going to talk to me about One Piece. Uh, really excited. Uh, can't wait to talk about it. Uh, I don't know if you got my other messages. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, uh of course you did if you're listening to this one, but, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I'm ready to talk whenever you are. Uh, I think we can talk about Water 7, and we can just list about, like, I mean, there's a bunch of Devil Fruits, but we can just talk about, like, maybe 10 or 20 or so. I think that'd be fine. I think that'd make for an interesting show, right? So, uh, anyway, I'm gonna come over and, uh, see if you're there. Uh, don't know if something happened to your phone or something like that. Fig- figured I'd say hi. Maybe we could hang out, and, uh, I'll just see you in a bit. Bye. wonder if this samurai sword rep
0: It's coming in the fucking
1: house. Hey, Chris, it's me, Scott. Uh, here to do podcast stuff, talk about One Piece. Uh, I showed you that really cool stuff, you know, Gear Two and Three, and all the combat stuff, like (laughs) like uh, uh, Ashura stance, Onigiri. Talk about One Piece. Well, there you are oh, i was looking for you man uh yeah i'm i'm so jazzed i'm ready to talk are you ready to talk about one piece no uh, what are you- i'm so excited man you're gonna what love the- like Nico robin what and are you Nami, talking about Scott? Usa,
0: all these great ca- why are you in my fucking
1: house what do you mean i'm 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 here to talk about one piece like always i don't want to talk
0: about one piece scott our podcast isn't about but- one piece this isn't a one piece Chris, show we
1: we've always been talking about one piece no!
0: back to another episode of king of the show and it is the last part well the last chapter of the end the encore the epilogue
1: of the anime arc yes yes i would say encore probably the best because we, we've hit the peak we've seen the climax we're in the we're in the Deno mall as yeah a literature student would call it but i'm excited because this is my, I'm not gonna say it's the best thing. I don't think that's true. It's my favorite, yeah, thing. So really, yeah. So it's it's your favorite part thing of the
0: whole thing. You would say it's it's over, even over Eva. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's a bold statement. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing what's up for today. I don't even know yet. So
1: reveal it. Well, Let me hear it. Uh Terry, one out there. Fuck you this is my show this (laughs) one's for me we're talking about one piece oh the manga yeah the manga so all right go
0: ahead um no i just i we have had a couple conversations before where i was like are we doing one piece as part of this and you're like no so yeah i'm a little i'm a
1: little caught off guard here yeah we uh we i thought about it uh i thought about Doing it, ending the last one with like Berserk or JoJo's Bizarre Adventure or something like that. And then I thought even more about it. And I said, you know, it would be thematically more appropriate, I think, to just end on something that's not like high art, like not super try hard. That's just really popular. And it's something I like. Right. I think it fits with the theme of where we've been going and kind of the progression of what we've been consuming. I would rather us read the manga of this anyway and that's something we haven't looked at. Plus, I just really like One Piece and if you don't fuck you, this is my show. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, uh it, okay, so
0: that's interesting. Um because I was not expecting a manga because anime is, you know, you think about animation whenever you think of yeah. anime, but I suppose we did start
1: off with a video game. Yeah, we did. So let me explain why I chose One Piece and why I chose the manga. Yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> so I'm actually a manga reader. Most of the anime kind of stuff I consume is video games or manga. I very rarely watch animation. And that's because I think that it's, first of all, more efficient. You and I both have full-time jobs. We are yep. taxpaying t- tax paying. Mortgage having members of society and we have (laughs) things we have to do. So I don't have time to watch, say, a series that has nine hundred and seventy five 30 minute episodes with movies. Yes, I can probably fit in something that is now at one thousand and thirteen chapters of 20 pages each. Right. One thousand and thirteen chapters. One thousand and thirteen chapters. We'll get we'll come back to (laughs) the monolith that is one piece. Four
0: digits. bro. Four digits. One comma. It's in the one comma club of Mongo.
1: Absolutely. What else is in the one comma club of Mongo? I uh, only like super long running things like. um, How do I'm not even sure if this got there but uh there is a very popular boxing manga i'm gonna look it up right now that's awesome i love whenever i hear about
0: like manga and anime that doesn't sound like like it would be thematically appropriate for the medium a boxing manga
1: why not a boxing manga oh my god dude there you don't understand there's a manga for everything sports manga is like one of the most popular
0: yeah. That's awesome. Is it like like that Captain Tsubasa stuff? Because I see that yeah. shit on Steam all mm-hmm. the time. And Captain Tsubasa. Like
1: yeah, Captain Subasa is like probably one that has gotten close to a thousand. I don't even know. But yeah, Hajime no Ippo, uh is a really popular boxing manga. It's been yeah. around since nineteen eighty nine. It has hundred and thirty volumes, so it has probably hit the thousand mark. That's but, fucking sick. Like usually like the even the most popular manga. Right. So like talking Dragon Ball, talking Naruto, they peter yeah. out. They peter out at about like 50 volumes, maybe uh-huh. a little more. Right. Yeah. And that's their mm. entire lifetime. We're not even done with one piece yet. It's got almost 100 collected volumes and a thousand chapters. So that's yeah. fucking awesome. We'll we'll come back in a minute because there's a reason for that, too. And okay, I've, I've cool. told you off podcast, but it gets it just keeps getting better the longer yeah, it goes right. on so yeah yeah right um but i chose i, th- I thought we should experience a manga together because it, it, it's part of the experience we haven't done yet and it's really the way i consume it because this is i say this is probably one of my favorite anime things and i think it is i didn't start reading one piece until the pandemic hit oh, r- geez it's i just, like yeah it. holy shit yeah so i uh I was browsing Twitter one day as I do when I have low self-esteem and nothing better to do with my time <laughs> because Twitter is garbage. But I was reading uh-huh. Twitter and someone made a shit post uh, because this was like, I think, probably April, April time uh-huh. frame. And people were still like adjusting to life indoors and someone made a shit post. It was like. It was a reused meme template, but it was now that we're all inside, you have no excuse to not read one piece. <laughs> and I thought about it for a minute and I'm like, and you, you know like, what? You're right. <laughs> because As a matter of fact. Yeah. I it, don't have an excuse now. This is it, when I said we were going to do one piece today. We probably got three responses. The most popular response was probably I don't know what the fuck that is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> The second most popular response was probably like in the in the know of people that have that know what One Piece in. We're probably like, oh, God, no. (laughs) One Piece fans are like the Rick and Morty fans of anime. Oh, nice. They're they're not like the worst, but they're always like. Hey, did you, have you read One Piece? Right. Did mm. you did you watch the show? One Piece is the best manga, by the way. Right. They're uh-huh. like, yeah, they're they're the annoying Mormon evangelists of. Yeah. Of it's like me with snuff films. Yeah, definitely. Like you, yeah, every, right, exactly. every day I get a text from you. Hey, have you seen a Serbian film yet? Like, correct. Yeah exactly
0: and i actually send you videos of me watching it
1: yeah Mm -hmm. it's true Mm -hmm. the voicemails are adding up by the way you got to stop sending those it's affecting my data plan anyway hey snuff films yeah love them (laughs) so um anyway i uh i i started reading it and i was like holy shit they were right This is really, really good. And yeah, over the course of several months, I made my way through the collected editions all the way up to present. I am now caught up with one piece an achievement. Yeah, my my dude,
0: because like I have problems with following through on Mm -hmm. stuff that I want to read. But when I get to the point of like I'm reading it, I am pretty much hook, line and sinker and like, I'll burn through it. And I mean, when I was, when I was reading through the way of Kings, I was texting, I was like texting you about it like frequently and I burned through it when I started getting onto it, Yeah. but it's just getting to that point of getting onto it. So like, I understand the feeling of like, once you start consuming it, it's hard to stop, but a thousand chapters
1: over the course of a year Bravo, sir. Thank you. Bravo to you. (laughs) It completely changed the way I look at a lot of stuff. We had a conversation about this, actually, where I was like, we did. man." now that I've read one piece, like I'm not afraid of anything anymore. Like, yeah, right. This show has 800 episodes. Sure. Whatever. I don't care. Right. I'll just work my way through it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, the the manga was definitely a lot easier to get through through than the show. And the other reason I want to do a manga and the reason I read it in the first place is Most of the time, there are some exceptions. Like forget like artist interpretation or intention or whatever. The art is just better because, as we talked about during Ava, animation is fucking hard, right? Yeah. Not that drawing manga isn't, but it's drawing a still image one time with usually black and white ink, right? It's not. I think you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think you can
0: compare it. I think at least. For me, a good basis of comparison is think about when you see uh, Greg Capullo draw
1: Batman and think about Batman, the animated series. Yes, that's exactly right. It's yeah. it's just that thing of it's not that anyone is harder or anything like that. It's just that, yeah, there is it, it's it, I, it's 100 percent a budget and manpower question. So you have people that are absolutely insane. I have provided some visual aids for Chris Chris, if you will open the one that looks like the scary knight, right? That I just sent you two (laughs) images ago. This is a panel from Berserk. For those of you who are out there listening, you can probably find this by Googling Skull Knight Griffith. This is one of the most famous panels from Berserk. And Kentaro Miura, rest in peace, the author of Berserk, he just died recently, is an absolute madman. Look at the lining and inking of this image, right? It's absolutely absurd. This is one panel in a manga that has fifty volumes. This is not a painting that he Dude, did one time, right? The
0: hang on, it's underneath, a, like all
1: this like tendril shit. Yeah, with the uh, this is rad. Yeah, we'll talk about Berserk sometime. It was actually what I was thinking of doing, but then I was like, oh, "That's that's too easy. That's not fun. There's no risk." Right. We need to end <laughs> one with risk.
0: Yeah. I mean.
1: Oh, man. The the shell could have just been this panel. <laughs> yeah. Berserk, Berserk is another one of those things that is made for you, especially like we talk about Dark Souls a lot. There there are so many things that this, this is another one of those properties Berserk is that everything rips it off, not rips it off, like lovingly rips it off. Like Dark, yeah, so- Dark it's, Souls. Yeah, it's, it's influenced is Berser- a lot. Dark Souls is Berserk the oh, video sick. game. Um, yeah, i can uh, see that <laughs> I'm, I'm like he even uh miyazaki has said himself and then yeah like oh, cool the the whole anime trend of oversized sword that's like two times as big as the person like cloud strife yeah right zerk uh, oh sick like yeah, it, it's okay. influenced there anyway beautiful yeah, art yeah. panel this yeah gorgeous Unbelievable. skeleton knight with a sword that has eyes and mouths on it over this and it like chris mentioned on his tendril beautiful art right and that comes down the whole way for the most part. Any manga that takes itself seriously, where the mangaka has real passion. Mangaka is the, the word for the comic artist. I'll just start saying okay. comic okay. artist from now on. Where the comic yeah. artist like has a real passion for what he's drawing. It comes through. And there's a panel from One Piece in here to follow. It's not as insane as Berserk. But you can see the level of detail and what's been drawn here with showing this like multi-attack our hero is doing all these flying fists this is an image from uh the alabasta arc it's luffy versus the main villain of that arc crocodile uh he's like finally beating him up at the end he's throwing these rapid fire punches there's when these moments are transferred to anime it loses at least for me the crispness and the intensity of the art i don't need to see it in motion to get the full picture right right so Mm -hmm. That that is one of the reasons I consume manga, too. But yeah, we are going to do one piece today. We're going to do the manga. We're going to be looking specifically at one of my favorite manga moments ever. This is like in in my anime fandom, which wanes the older I get. This is this. Uh This was the moment last year where I was like, yeah, I still like this shit. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) So excellent. I'm excited.
0: Yeah, let's get let's get to it. I yeah. can't wait to see. I can't wait to crack into this shit. I th- I think you're going to like it. So what is good? I was going to say I do have a tangential, a little bit of a tangential knowledge of one piece, at least from the aesthetic, because I dabbled in a little bit of a video game. once, yeah. One of the Dynasty Warriors type. So yeah. what is one piece? That's what one piece is to me. What yeah. is one piece?
1: One Piece is a extremely popular Japanese comic book series. When I say extremely popular, I don't think people understand. So this comic started in July of 1997. It's still going today, like like Chris and I mentioned, one thousand and thirteen chapters. Nine is a weekly comic, by the way, too. This is not like once a month, like American comic book series. 975 TV episodes, 98 collected Tonko Bonds. That's like the way what they call like a collected edition. And those are like 200 pages each. Yeah, they're like like trade paperbacks. Yeah, exactly. TPBs. Um, This at one point had the Guinness World Record for the quote. And I had to take the quote here, but the most copies published for a same comic book series by a single author. This is one of the most popular comic books on Earth. Yeah. Right? And the, the the data shows it. Yeah. And this man, Oda, uh, Eiichiro Oda, the author, is based. He is an absolute <laughs> mad lad. Yeah. And he is one of the most creative and passionate comic book creators, in my opinion, that is still working today. Yes. One piece was supposed to only last five years, Chris. Oh, holy shit. Like started but in, by
0: his by his
1: design yeah. or he planned oh, wow. it to last five years. It is still going in 2021. Remember, this started in ninety-seven. So it's like supernatural. Yeah, it's like supernatural. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It should it should have well, supernatural should have ended in three seasons. Yeah, it did not continue to get better. <laughs> yeah. So we know a little bit about the numbers now. How did it get so popular, Chris? How? The, for for comparison's sake, I took a look cuz I was curious. Cuz I re- you- I was reading something else at the same time that I was re- I was reading y- Uncanny X-Men, Chris. Are you oh, I take okay. it you're familiar with that particular comic? I know I know of the X-Men, yes. That ran 544 issues from 1963 to 2011 when they rebranded it at 20 pages it- per issue. It took them, uh, what is that, fifty years roughly, yeah, to get to, and that's not fair because like there's more artists and there's lots of X Men stuff, but that particular print run took fifty years to get to half of the published chapters that (laughs) Oda has done. That is obscene. Yeah. (laughs) So how did it get this popular? Right. Well. Yeah. Chris, do you like pirates? uh of the pittsburgh variety no not the pittsburgh variety because nobody likes the pittsburgh pirates not yes. even the pittsburgh pirates like the pittsburgh pirates by the way correct tangent did you see that thing on uh on social media that got passed around of them screwing up that uh first base outplay oh, yeah oh of course i oh, did my yes god anyway <laughs> so, doop, 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 doop. Yeah. <laughs> exactly uh <laughs> you could have done the um what's the never mind uh, we're, we're getting we're too far into that tangent the pirates suck everybody knows it yeah. Anyway, the pirates suck yes pirates suck really bad um do, do you like swashbuckling pirates the oh, age of yes. exploration in the sea oh of course do you like ha ha funny humor do you like being made to laugh by humorous situations yes well, uh more than i can explain Do you like super hype combat scenes and really interesting fight choreography? Kickstart my sewer motorcycle heart. Yes. Well, One Piece has all of these things and more. Oh, okay. Yeah. So One Piece is about a young man named Monkey d luffy and if that doesn't Mm -hmm. immediately tell you something about his character i don't know what will the man's first name (laughs) is always technically his last name is monkey it's weird don't worry about it his name is luffy he has monkey in his name okay i don't know if that tells you anything right monk man Ichiro oda was a super big fan of dragon ball z and akira toriyama cool he continues that style here of having a goofy lovable main protagonist that's not very intelligent is on a very one track mind and is a source of a lot of comic relief right but luffy is a better goku Luffy, luffy is so much of a better goku that he invalidates his existence in they, um, my opinion that is yeah
0: yeah i mean to a north american anime audience that's blaspheme yeah that's a that's a very
1: hot take but uh that's they right. should just shut up and read one piece so <laughs> uh, monkey d luffy uh, we we kind of start our adventure we we see this character he's this young kid uh if you look at visual aid chris number one Young man yes. with a, a red kind of tank top looking thing there. Button up shirt, short blue jean pants, sandals and a straw hat. This His iconic look. Well, Monkey D. Luffy, we start. He's in this like middle of nowhere island. Right. And he wants to be a pirate. And he's a young man and he's talking to this pirate captain Shanks. He's like, take me with you. I want to be a pirate. And they're like, ah, you're too young and stupid, kid. No. Right. Some things happen. We we get a flash forward in the first cutscene, and Monkey's ready to go on his adventure and start his pirate crew because being a pirate is super cool in this world. And he extends his arm like it's made of rubber, like fifty <laughs> feet, to punch this giant fish that tries to eat his ship shortly after he leaves the island. And uh-huh. we learn that this show is about weird fucking superpowers. So. <laughs> One piece has these magical items called devil fruits. When you eat a devil fruit. Okay. You can no longer swim. You sink like a stone. You are cursed by the sea. However, you gain magical superpowers, not not limited to, but including your entire body being made of rubber. And I mean that literally there is a canon moment where multiple characters, Luffy is passed out. Uh, mistake his junk for a snake and pull it out and extend it it is not (laughs) shown but this is the type of humor we are working with here his entire body is made of rubber even his veins are made of rubber why isn't the show called rubber penis (laughs) it should be (laughs) gumby so yeah so there are powers like the ability to make your entire body into smoke or sand. There are powers like I can uh, manipulate uh, the friction coefficient of certain things. There's all these weird, crazy powers and all of them are ultimately played for comic relief. (laughs) There's, (laughs) there is a power that one man has that he is able to eat anything and when he eats it he can like use it to transform his body so this man is like a major villain in one arc and he eats two of his henchmen and then transforms himself into this massive like totem pole person right there's there's all these like really wacky zany creative (laughs) powers that all these people have and there's there's a guy that He becomes a giraffe. There's fruits that make you like part animal. He becomes a a giraffe Zoan. And his whole premise is that he was like really good at like swordsmanship. And he uses his like, I think his feet, his his new um, uh, giraffe hooves. uses it like a sword to cut a building in half and a character in universe calls him out and says that his power is bullshit and doesn't make sense (laughs) like you can't (laughs) use your hoof as a sword right (laughs) so immediately right within the first chapter we're thrust into this really interesting world of pirates and exploration there's all this great humor and these really cool superpowers so I love the trade off of like,
0: you eat this fruit, you get the superpowers, but you will sink like a stone to yep. the bottom of the ocean and you're a pirate. Like, it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a lot of, it's like a really fun thing to keep in the back of your head while you're like w- w- watching the, everything yeah, else unfold. The, the right? first
1: thing you notice about One Piece while you're reading it is its dedication to its themes pirates in the cool age of exploration interesting and wacky zany superpowers and like kind of this just this lightheartedness and this thrill of adventure right it was originally going to yeah. be called romance dawn like the the romantic ideal of adva- adventure right but as you keep progressing you notice that all these little one-off gags and stuff and these like kind of throwaway lines that ate uh that he has been putting into the series They've all actually been world building and we get into the real reason that one piece is super great beyond its superficial like qualities. Right. So right. H. Oda has been world building this this planet for one thousand chapters. (laughs) There will be moments that you have read that were published in like two thousand and two. That yeah. again become relevant in 2021. Jesus Christ. Yeah. He has had a, a strong grasp on how he has wanted the story to go for a long, long time. There are very yeah. f- there oh, are geez. very few major retcons. Yeah. One Piece is a story about one man's quest to become king of the pirates. Luffy wants to become king of the pirates and He wants to go on this grand adventure for him. The adventure itself is the goal, right? Numerous times throughout the uh, uh, series itself, people have offered to tell him what one piece is. One piece is the the final resting place of the treasure of Goldie Roger, Gold Roger, Jolly Roger. Uh, The the former Pirate King. People have said, Luffy, I could tell you what it is. He's like, no, shut up. I want to see it myself. The adventure <laughs> is the goal, right? Yeah. But what it means to be king of the pirates, what it means to reach One Piece itself changes over the show or the or the okay. manga, right? So okay. I'm gonna bring us back to the plot and start talking about where we're going so we can talk about the characters, right? All right. Yeah. So we're going to be doing the Water 7 and any's lobby arcs these are about halfway through the first part of one piece there is a two year time skip part of the way through one piece where everybody comes back and gets this major glam up and they're like way more super interesting and they have way better in my opinion designs everything's super cool but halfway through this first part is any's lobby and we've gotten here with luffy and his rubber man powers. We've gotten here with the second addition to the crew, Rora Nora Zolo. Luffy meets Zolo on this, uh, like, kind of backwater island. Uh, There's yeah. the world, the world is broken up into like these different areas. We'll talk about that okay. later. This is not okay. relevant right the second, but in the baby beginner part of the world where he sets off, he meets Rora Nora Zolo. And Rora Nora Zolo is a, or Zoro. He's based on Zoro is a bounty hunter. He is a man that uses three swords to fight. As you can see in this image. Yeah. One sword wasn't enough. Two swords wasn't enough. Three. That was the magic number because he can fit one in his mouth. Yeah. Yeah. You got to have three. Zoro or Zolo is on a quest to become the greatest swordsman on earth because when he was a young man trading in a dojo. His rival, a little girl that was the daughter of the dojo owner, he could never beat her. And she died uh, before he had a chance to prove his supremacy. So he is traveling the world to become the world's greatest swordsman. And he is characterized by his super. He's the super cool character. He's like, I want to fight the biggest dudes. I have all these super cool swords moves. I'm super stoic. But he's this total goofball he he gets lost <laughs> all the time he has yeah. t- a total lack of direction he falls asleep at, at really inappropriate times he gets drunk and loses control he's he's a total goofball he's a perfect fit for luffy he's luffy's second in command and yeah he has his battle mode you can see in there where he pulls the bandana down almost over his eyes yeah, and he's, yeah he's he's a major focal point of several of the arcs and then they pick up uh, for a temporary time Nami who comes back she's a, a, a crew member Nami is the orange-haired girl there. Nami yeah. is the ship's navigator they meet her uh, she leaves the crew for uh, basically a half of an arc uh, they meet Nami and she's like, oh hey like I could go with you guys I could be a navigator <laughs> and then she steals their ship and leaves them in the dust because Nami. Uh. Belongs to the Arlong Pirates. Uh, and they're uh, pirates. Yeah. Uh, she belongs to a very brutal group of fishman pirates. So oh, in this sick. in this world, there are other races. And the fishmen, which are basically mermen, right? they uh-huh. they have arms and legs, but they have like fish characteristics, right? Uh they have taken over this one island and they're the brutal dictators of it. And Nami is basically their like slave isn't really the word but like she's she's their captive right she does yeah, yeah. she works for them mostly unwillingly she's a thief right right Right. they go and they have this awesome battle uh and they rescue nami and set her free and she becomes the full time ship's navigator she's obsessed with money she's uh she uses her feminine wiles uh it's like um you can you can see this in a lot of anime and manga but she's like she she will pretend to be anything as long as it advances her goal. She teases yeah. her enemies a lot, but she's also just a total weakling and a coward. And she right. she pairs well with our next crew member, Usopp. Usopp is based. He is my favorite character. Usopp looks I mean, yeah, he looks great. He looks you amazing. To, you have to see his glam up after. So Usopp They actually meet him before the arc with Nami, but the the Arlong Pirates thing. But Usopp is the village liar. They meet him on an island as they're traveling (laughs) through. Liar. Yeah. And his (laughs) his father is a pirate with red haired Shanks crew. Shanks Uh is Luffy's idol. He gave Luffy Uh the straw hat that he wears on his head to this day. Oh, cool. And he told Luffy, hey, come see me. Basically saying like towards the end, uh, like where one piece is basically right. Come see me at the end of the pirate journey and give me my hat back. Right. So Usopp's dad is on Shanks's crew and he's been left alone in his village and he copes by basically being the boy that cried wolf. Right. Uh. Oh, I've been on all these (laughs) grand adventures. I've done all these things. And Luffy and friends help him defeat a nefarious pirate that's uh, on this island that's been uh, basically planning to hurt one of Usopp's friends. And they have this awesome uh, battle. We find out that despite being a total coward and a liar, Usopp is a man's man. This is his arc. Everybody has Everybody has something they want to accomplish. Nami wants uh-huh. to be the first person to map the world. Zolo wants to be the best swordsman. Luffy wants to find One Piece and be king of the pirates. Usopp wants to be a man's man. This is his journey. And he... Uh, fights with a slingshot. As you can see, he's like a cunning fighter. He's very weak and cowardly, but he stands up when he needs to. Right. Kind of yeah. thing. He's a he's right. a great character archetype. They get their their first big ship here. Usopp's friend, this wealthy little girl, this little orphan girl. Uh, she gives them a ship and it's the their their fight, their crew. their adventure begins. They set off for adventure. Right. Next up. We have Sanji, the fighting cook. I like this guy. He looks awesome. Sanji is based. uh, So Sanji is a waiter and a cook on Uh this floating restaurant they find called the Tea. It's uh, basically a ship run by former pirates. It's just a world class restaurant that floats floats around on the ocean. Right. Yeah. And Sanji. His gimmick is that he wants to find the all blue. Again, we'll talk about the world when it's relevant, but there's supposedly a place where all the oceans of the world meet, and there's all these fish that like have never been seen before. And he's a cook and he wants to see the all blue, right? He wants to go eat them. He wants to go eat them and cook them up. He's he's, He's a master class chef. Because a chef's implements, his hands are sacred, he fights with his feet. That's incredible. So he's a purely <laughs> yeah. kicking guy. That's great. And yeah. he at one point we're going to see in here, he gains the ability like he can move his feet so fast and generate so much friction. He can set his feet on fire. And someone once asked Oda at the end of every um, collected volume, he has this thing called the SBS where he answers like fan mail, basically. Oh, cool. And someone yeah, once yeah. said Oda. How can Sanji do that when he burn his leg and Oda said the fire in Sanji's heart heart is hotter and that's why he doesn't burn. <laughs> this is the kind of man we're dealing with. Right. Yeah. So. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, Zolo looks cool. Don't get me wrong. He's yeah. obviously the he's obviously the like you said, he's the cool character. He's the one that when you see him
1: because he's got three swords, he just looks dope. Yeah. Sanji is for me. Sanji Sanji is very base. he's also a total womanizer and a pervert he takes oh, maybe, he, he maybe takes, he's not for me <laughs> well it's not it's like it's it's a little creepy but it's not like outright sexual harassment right it's comic he, relief it's, creepy. Yeah, yeah it's comic relief it's more like it's, Nami will say hey Sanji make me something he gets these big old hard eyes he's like absolutely Nami uh, you know what uh-huh. I mean he's not yeah, like, right right he's not like a He's not like a sex pervert, basically. Yeah. You know I mean? so. <laughs> right, right. Anyway, he's he's super cool. I love Sanji. Uh, they move on from Bharati and uh, there's uh, another plotline I'm not going to talk about. But the next Straw Hat crew member they find is Tony Tony Chopper, this little reindeer looking dude. So yeah. I mentioned that uh, devil fruit powers are weird. This is the second devil fruit user on the uh, on the ship. Tony is a reindeer that ate the human human fruit. So he, it is a fruit that turns you into a human. <laughs> <laughs> Tony uh, lives on this island, the island of doctors, where it's like a kind of a perpetual winter. Yeah. And yeah. they have an adventure there where they help Tony defend his home against a evil king, King Wapole. That's the guy that can eat anything and like yeah. combine it with his body I was mentioning about. right, Right. His body is basically a factory for whatever he eats. So uh, they help him and Tony joins the crew to go on an adventure. He wants to uh, he wants to be a doctor and he wants to find this magical cure. His mentor once mentioned this, like uh, I think it has something to do with like sakura petals, like uh, cherry blossom petals. So he he is kind of the mascot character. He's super cute, but he's very smart. His power, Chris, because his devil fruit just makes him a human. Yeah, right. He's a doctor. He's invented this pill called the rumble ball. And when he eats the rumble ball, he can transform his body into different forms like a super muscle dude form (laughs) back into something more like a reindeer that's fast and has kicking power. Later, he gets he calls these things points. So he he has a thing called armor point where he grows this massive like amount of fur. He looks like a puffball and he's like invulnerable to a lot of damage. He's super cool. There are one piece fighting games, right there? No, there is no one piece fighting game. They just announced. Why? Exactly. (laughs) They you're living my nightmare right now. They just, why I'm not even talking (laughs) about like I'm glazing over most of the characters and not even talking about like the villains and stuff. Right. right? So Um, they just announced what a mobile fighting game. That's like from 10 cent. So it's going to be garbage. So yeah. You're you're living my suffering right now. We at least have the Dynasty Warriors kind of games, but Yeah, yeah. true. Anyway. So that's Tony. Tony Tony Chopper. Chopper is based. Uh, don't let anyone yeah. convince you otherwise. Uh he also has the most drip, in my opinion, of this of the the glam-ups <laughs> in the second. All right, same, yeah. Same. So um next, we have at this point, there are more Straw Hat crew members, but at the point of the story we're at. We have Nico Robin. So Nico Robin is introduced as a villain. She okay. is introduced as uh, I think it's Miss All Sunday. I can't remember exactly what it is, but she's working for Crocodile, the guy that's getting beat up in that panel I was showing you earlier. He's the main villain of the arc we're currently in. Well, not currently, the where we've been collecting all these people. It's been leading up to this moment. And Nico Robin Has a very interesting devil fruit power. She has, I I don't know the name of the fruit, but it's basically the hand hand fruit. She can make her hands extra. Well, actually, it's any copy of any body part she has. She can make extras of them appear anywhere. So, for example, I have a hand. I can make another hand appear here, but I could also make another hand appear behind you. I can okay. do this with my feet, my eyes, my ears, anything. And she uses this in really interesting ways. Her One of her primary attacks is befitting of kind of this ruthless villain. She portrays herself as her her attacks. She will use extra hands that sprout beneath an opponent to hold them in place. Hands to bind their hands so they can't struggle. And then she'll put a hand on their neck and basically snap their neck backwards. Right. Yeah, it's brutal. She has moves where she like she can create wings of hands that she can fly. She's Dude. she has this super. In- that's uh, she has really interesting power. Oda goes crazy with some of these fruits and what they can do. Fighting game. Yeah, exactly. Right. What uh, a proper one. Yes,
0: <laughs> please. <laughs> that's so, yeah. that's incredible. That sounds sick. I cannot wait
1: to see that. Shit. Yeah. This whole arc, fortunately. is good very critical for nico robin she has joined the straw hat crew at this point at the end of that arc she never fought them she was working with crocodile for reasons that are somewhat unknown you know why she was doing it but not the implications she can read these things called the poneglyphs so let's start talking about the world and the lore And how we've come to Water Seven, because that's basically where we're heading, right? So, okay, Nico Robin can read these things called the Poneglyphs. In this world, there is—it's basically all oceans and archipelago. There is a giant ring of mountains that bisects the world into two hemispheres. So right. if you imagine the earth like upright from north to south, the north to south pole, it's all impassable mountains for the most part. OK, so this is called, the, I think, the red line. Mm-hmm. So you cannot get past these mountains. There's two hemispheres. The exception is there is on what the equator would be. Right. There is this thing called the calm belt and okay. uh, it, it forms the grand line. It's a line in a basically a sphere right around that forms what is basically the equator. And there are passes there that allow you to get from now the four hemispheres. Right. Imagine the the north to south line and the east to west line. There's the four hemispheres that it forms. You can get into the grand line and around the world to the other parts through this connecting point. Right. Okay. So north, south, east, west. Forms across, right? If I'm in the northwest part, I can go down to the center, get onto the grand line, and then eventually get back out. All right, cool. Got it. I am pretty certain this was created just because Oda needed a reason to go from specific island to specific island, but it doesn't matter. (laughs) It's super cool and it's explained. So the reason you can't just go into the grand line is on either side of the grand line, this is the left to right line, the equator. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There. Uh, sorry. This is what's called a calm belt. Here, there be monsters. For some reason, uh, giant okay. sea monsters collect here and block the entrance to the Grand Line. Right. Okay. So yep. Oda has been hinting and somewhat promising he's going to explain why the world is like this, and we Ooh, okay. we already kind of understand it. Okay. But in this world, this very bizarre very specifically pilot pirate friendly layout of a world right yes uh there is this thing called the world government the two major powers in the world are the world government which is they own the navy they're theoretically the good guys although we find Theor- out that's not not true at all this on theoretically yeah, yeah they're they're that's not true at all they're basically fascists uh so sick, uh, dope. The world government is this big. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. It's basically the UN. Uh, they uh-huh. allow island nations to join them. They come okay. under their umbrella, and then they they're theoretically protected by the navy. But they have to follow their law. The world yeah, of government's course. rule is law, right? Mm-hmm. Pirates are anyone who does not swear allegiance to the world government. And that is important. It is not just enough to be like, I have a pirate flag on a ship and I'm doing what I want to do. It's specifically the idea of fuck the world government. That's yeah. what makes you a pirate. Sick. You think about that for a second, though. It's not. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. well it, it, I mean, it's the attitude. Well, no, it's, it's not just the attitude. That means if you're not with us, you're against us. Oh, yeah. And this this sure. comes into play. With non-combatants sometimes, so which we'll talk about here in this. All right. All right. World government's the bad guy. Well, how did we end up like this? No one knows, Chris, because some couple hundred years ago, history was basically wiped out. There's this hundred year period or something like that where no one knows what happened. And then the world government showed up and we've had a couple hundred years of them. Right. Convenient. Yeah. There's evidence of what might have happened during that time, Chris. And it's stored on these massive indestructible stone cubes called the Poneglyphs. It's written in this dead language that almost no one speaks. And they speak of hidden weapons and basically an alternate history. Maybe the world government hasn't been around for that long, Chris.
0: Right. That's cool. That's really cool.
1: But as you might imagine for someone that controls the world might not be a good idea for people to be able to read that stuff. Yeah, no, it is a high crime to be able to read the poneglyphs and Nico Robin can read the poneglyphs. Oh, that's why she was working with crocodile. She was trying to read the poneglyph he had in his possession they are these massive like absolutely massive like stone cubes. heads yeah basically stone <laughs> cubes right so yeah. she joins the straw hat crew and says hey i want to come with you i'm an archaeologist i want to learn the mystery of the poneglyphs right take me with you so yeah she becomes yeah. a member of the crew she's like She's not the straight man. They, there's different straight men on the ship. It's usually Nami or like the people that react to the jokes and call people stupid. She's okay. more of like a, she's just a nice lady. You know what I mean? She's gotcha. like, haha, ha, that's funny. She right. instigates some jokes, but she's very no nonsense, right? So we have our crew. We understand a bit about the world. We're on our journey, right? So what are we going to be talking about or reading, rather? What are we going to be right. reading and talking about? This is my favorite One Piece arc, Chris. We have arcs where Luffy and the gang stop a takeover of an entire nation. We have arcs where they fight a god in heaven, or maybe he's not really a god. Oh, right. Oh, say uh, yeah. this this world that lives on the clouds. Later episode, later series beyond this point, we have like um, fighting a pirate. A uh, queen that's like fifty feet tall that has the power to rip souls out of things and oh, give dude, life sick. to an- inanimate objects—it's really, really like high concept shit, right? But yeah, this right. arc is about Nico Robin. So we find ourselves and ent- exiting this like little mini arc, this thing called a Davy Back fight that is not important, and Luffy and the gang run into an admiral. Of the Navy. This is a big deal. Your usual okay. mooks, the like the little the cadets and the whatever you call the the sailors, right? Yeah, they're right. not a problem. Captains, uh, maybe an issue. There's I think it's Captain Smoker. I don't know what his like actual affiliation is. He's a guy that can turn his whole body into smoke. And he has oh, his gimmick. He has like two cigars in his mouth, massive cigars, <sighs> and the smoke like absorbs into his own body. Yeah, right. So. That's fucking sick. <laughs> yeah, so, so great. Smoker has been chasing the Straw Hat crew. They're kind of a problem, but not a that big of a deal. This is like Krillin versus Frieza level power differential. <laughs> and Admiral shows up, right? Okay, yeah. And he's like, "Hi." First of all, he's Goofy too. He's this. He's yeah. standing straight up. He just appears in one panel. They've been doing something, right? And he's asleep standing up and he's just there where he wasn't before, right? <laughs> so he's like, Hi, I came <laughs> to see Luffy and Nico Robin, right? Uh-huh. And they're like, they're all on their guard. They're like, Holy shit, it's a Navy Admiral. They've never seen an Admiral before, right? Yeah, right. And he, just, he boss re- music, he reveals that he has ice powers. His whole body is ice. So there's these, okay, a, a ty- there's a type of fruit, there's a recurring theme where, The fruit makes your body that thing. Luffy's Uh, not it. Like the rubber thing is different, but like Smoker is his whole body is smoke. Uh, Yeah, right. Ace Luffy's uh, surrogate brother, whatever you want to call him, is made of fire. Uh, This guy is made of ice. Okay. so he punches the literal ocean and freezes a path to another island for this character they've been talking to. Right. So he's got like God level power. And they're on their guard. They're like, oh, oh my God, this is like a this is but this is not good, basically. Right.
0: Yeah. Like, how would you react? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Even in this universe? Yeah. Like, oh, I I can stretch my limbs. I have a rubber penis. What can you do? Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh,
1: I can punch a bridge to an island. It's worth mentioning that Luffy does have kind of like Goku characteristics where he can like win all the time. Okay, but, so he's but, freak but freakishly strong and lucky. He still loses. He's, he he yeah, doesn't right. just win all the time, right? So Got it. yeah. Anyway, uh, he looks this admiral, uh, I can I think it's Aokiji, uh, I can't remember the names that well, but he looks at Nico Robin and he looks at Luffy and he's like, "You know, Luffy, you're just like your grandpa. His grandpa is a major figure in the navy. He's like a hero. He's the guy that captured Goldie roger as a matter oh, of fact okay all right so, so he's like you're just like your grandpa but looking at the two of you i can see that you're threats the navy doesn't agree they're not really interested in you but maybe it'd be better if you die here so he freezes nico robin completely solid he like man handles the crew right oh shit and the crew narrowly escapes Luffy challenges him to a one-on-one fight and loses badly. But Aokiji has this sense of honor where he's like, "Okay, I I see you challenged me to a one-on-one fight. You weren't trying to win. You knew I wouldn't go after them. Right. But the crew recovers and they sail on and we get this panel, this zoom in of Nico Robin's face. Everybody's like back to normal. Everybody's super happy. We're all friends. We're all Nakama. We're all like this. There's this meme in anime, Nakama it comes a lot from this show where it's, uh-huh. you, we saw that in Yakuza. It's like a friendship. That's like a brothers in arms thing. Right. Yeah. It's like yeah. ride or ride or die homies. You know what I mean? Nishki so, and Kiryu. Yeah. So we're all, we're all like, it, it's okay. We made it through and we get, this, we get this zoom in on Nico Robin's face while everyone's asleep. And it's just this look, it's like despair. Right. Because as we find out, Nico Robin is a marked woman. She has a higher bounty. So Dragon Ball Z has power levels. Yes. Uh, One Piece has bounties. Okay. These are rough approximations of power level because it's how much money the world government is willing to pay for your capture. Yeah, that sounds, that's cool. Nico Robin's is astronomically high. Uh, (laughs) Sick. It's like light and like luffy's That's like reaction sweet. to her th- her bounty is like how are you so much higher than me right uh. like because <laughs> he wants a big bounty right yeah right so, right uh nico is a marked woman Uh-huh. and uh she is she's considering a lot of things we end up at water seven which is a really interesting idea for an island i think it's based on venice uh, they almost get run over by a train that runs on the sea. <laughs> I shit you not, it's awesome. And yeah, they they show cool. up to the point of origin for the train, Water Seven. It's a floating city uh, that's like slowly sinking into the ocean. It's kind of like based on Venice. There's canals everywhere. And George Lucas ate your heart out. Yeah, and they're 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 showing up to Water Seven because their ship, the uh, Going Mary is kind of on its last legs, right? It's been beat up. They've been in a lot of fights up to this point, right? Uh uh-huh. And they go and they meet these shipwrights, the famous shipwrights of Water 7. And they basically say, sorry, man, your ship's run its course. It's not fixable at this point, right? Uh-huh. This leads to a, a big disagreement and a fight between Usopp and uh, Luffy. Luffy once is like, okay, sorry, like going, Mary, you were one of us, but... We got to let you go. The ships, the the journey's got to continue. And Usopp, this is his friend's ship, right? It's very important to him and he doesn't want to give it up. Yeah, right. They they basically come to blows and Luffy kicks him out of the crew. He says, if it's that important to you, then leave my crew, right? Damn. So the, the gang starts to split up and they're talking about getting a new ship and they meet this weirdo named Frankie that's half cyborg. Right. And he kind of okay. steals their stuff and steals the ship. And we have all of these hijinks, uh, the crew trying to get a new ship. Usopp has left and he's trying to fix the going merry by himself. Frankie's causing trouble and he like knows the shipwrights. But everything comes to a head when we find out that Nico Robin has betrayed the crew. She has no. the, the city has been infiltrated by what uh-huh. is basically Interpol in, and okay. basically if Interpol were also like assassins like in like James Bond at the same time called okay. cypher elite the elite Cypher has infiltrated the city. I won't tell you who, and okay. they've made a deal with Nico Robin where she's going to turn herself in and leave the crew, right? And uh, as a result, they end up stealing some critical information before they leave. And everybody's kind of devastated. It's been blow after blow, right? Like we're losing the going, Mary. We kicked Usopp out. Nico Robin just betrayed us and left. And all like Luffy's like, you know what? This is bullshit. We're going to go get Nico Robin back. And everybody says, Luffy, they're taking her to any's lobby this place that is like the beginning of true naval controlled territory if she makes it past this area we're never gonna see her again you can't attack any's lobby luffy you'd be crazy to do that so they do it obviously yeah
0: Yeah, right (laughs) they they board
1: they board the train uh that is heading to any's lobby the sea train right yeah and they stage this Daring rescue. They assault Enny's lobby with the help of the shipbuilders and uh Frankie and his crew and a bunch of pirates that were also captured there. Enny's lobby is like the gateway to, like I said, naval controlled territory. So they bring lots of yeah, prisoners right. there. Right. Mm-hmm. And they stage this daring rescue. And this arc, Water Seven is important to get the context to see Nico Robbins' betrayal and things like that. And it's important to meet the characters, but Any's lobby is highly rated. It's probably it's one of the most popular arcs because in this arc, we get Nico Robin's tragic backstory. Yeah, we learn why she betrayed the crew. We learn uh, uh, the, the true measure of Usopp's character. So Usopp infiltrates. I chose this image for a reason. You see in the Nico Robin picture, there's uh, there's a guy there. If you look closely that is Usopp. He's yeah, in I can disguise tell. as the Sniper King. So he <laughs> he he's he wants to get Nico Robin back too even though he's just been kicked out of the crew, right? Right. So uh-huh. they stage this daring rescue and uh everybody gets new powers basically. Luffy oh, introduces cool. his Gear 2 and 3 forms. He has this awesome battle with the head agent of Cipher Pol. Um then Zolo gets new sword abilities. Sanji shows off his fire legs. Chopper shows off his new uh, transformations. Nami reveals that she can kind of actually fight now. She has this weather themed attacks because she's a navigator. And Usopp, ever the base god that he is, he uh, he, like actually grows a pair. He's like, he's rarely ever in this point like I can't do it. I'm scared, whatever. He's like, He's like, no, I'm getting my crewmate back. Right.
0: So, Damn, yeah, so
1: sick. it's a That's really, cool. really cool arc. I don't want to spoil it because yeah. I want you to get them up. But there comes a point. OK, there's the Straw Hat crew. They're basically halfway through Annie's lobby versus Cipher Pole, And there's this dramatic stare off over this gap. Right. And Cypherpole has Nico Robin. They're basically like, yeah, yeah, we have her. Right. Right. And yeah. you have the Straw Hat crew back to back. This is my favorite One Piece moment. It still is. Even after getting up to date. Luffy looks Nico Robin in the eye. Right. And he's like, first of all, she's like she explains everything. Right. She explains why she's done it. But he looks her in the eye and he's like, none of this shit matters. Right. I want to hear what you want to do. And the moment they share between the crew is it's still, uh, I realize I sound like a total bitch, but it still brings a tear to my eye. This oh. is, my, this is I, I've even talked to you. I kind of want to get a tattoo of Nico Robbins' line somewhere oh, on my body. Right. So it's, it's sick. Uh, it's magical. I, I can't sounds, wait until we yeah. get there. Yeah. Yeah, it just it sounds like a lot of fun.
0: Like, I think that's my biggest takeaway from like everything that we just talked about here is just it. It sounds like a lot of fun. It sounds like something that um, like I can definitely tell why this is. Why you're kind of describing this as a a confluence of everything that we've talked about already.
1: Yeah, I I rambled a little bit at the beginning, but basically like it's it's fun to peel this back like an onion. Right. Like in the shill sense and in one piece specific sense where. In the show, it's like, okay, here's an intro to anime. Here is a game that has some anime stuff in it. Like even now we can call back to it like a lot of the Nakama emotion, right? Where it's like, you're not just my friend. I'd be willing to take a bullet for you because we're brothers in arms. That's something not that that's not in other countries, media but here no, it's right. like a specific type of emotion, right? Well, it's the difference,
0: you know, like I think that I think that you would probably call something like Captain America and Iron Man that yeah. in Western yeah. versions Absolutely. of this kind of media, you know, but you can all, all, all already kind of see the difference in that, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. you know, this we're talking about like, you know, and it, maybe it's more relative to, you know, the subject content specifically of One Piece, but you know, we're talking about pirates that, you know, yeah, they've got these superpowers but they're not like agents of the government that are killing aliens and they're yeah. basically soldiers. Right. It's yeah, it's a different, it's a different kind of thing. You know, like even, even I would even say something like, you know, Kiryu and that I referred to from Yakuza zero is probably closer to the Iron Man, Captain America thing
1: than even this is. Right. Right. This is, we're on an adventure. Fuck the world. Only we matter right yeah like right Mm -hmm. like friends till the end kind of emotion right there's even um in a practical sense Oda has said that there's no romance in the show between the main characters because uh like it's a it's a shonen manga it's for boys boys don't want to read love stories but the way he described it was everyone on the straw hat crew is in love with adventure like that's it's yeah that's
0: very pure
1: yeah exactly <laughs> uh, you like you, it just like you know it's like warming to hear that yeah line. it's it's the, i mean that's the the thing in a nutshell but like as we progress the arc right of anime like okay here's a highfalutin movie that's like really artsy but super cool right yeah and then mm-hmm. here's avon this is a tv show but 26 episode series not 975 episodes right it's a yeah, very right. focused like let's get in and get out and tell our story about human suffering and emotion right 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 and right, then right. you have one piece which on its face this is what i was trying to describe at the beginning i think i was just overwhelmed on how to start but like haha he's a rubber man he can make his body big <laughs> right fat jokes so they're they're making um uh not a. The way that Nico Robin, this is a great way to explain the humor of this show. Uh She jumps on the ship at the end of the arc where she's one of the villains. And she's like, let me join the crew. And several people, including Nami are like, no, that's crazy. She's a bad guy. Right. And the way she wins over the crew is Luffy says, Hey, help me make a joke. Luffy like turns his head away from the crew This is a real thing that happens. And then she uses her hands ability to give him antlers Like he's Chopper and he turns around and does a Chopper impression and all the idiots on the crew, Luffy, Chopper and like uh, Usopp, they die laughing and they're like, yeah, you can join. (laughs) Right. So on the face of it, you have this really stupid, goofy show with like comical powers. But then underneath you get these like gut wrenching stories, this amazing world building and attention to detail, especially with his characters. You have really believable motivations and then all of that in like the normal package of like super cool fight scenes and stuff like that. So it's fun to peel away the onion, especially as it goes on. In the beginning, there's like up until probably like Arlong Park, there's not a lot of like heavy stuff. But the the manga tricks you basically is what I'm saying, right? Like on the face of it, it looks like this kind of throwaway gag manga, but there's, there's just so much meat to it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it definitely it presents itself as that aesthetically in every sense, right? Yeah, like y- there, there's nothing about even like this slide that you're showing me of Usopp in disguise as the Sniper King, right? Yeah, this is fucking hilarious. Yeah, he looks hysterical. He looks yeah. great. I love it. Right? It's an incredible image because. He's just—he just looks funny. <laughs> yeah, he
1: looks you know absolutely I mean? ridiculous, and it, it plays it up with like everybody's like that's so fucking obviously Usopp, except, yeah, exactly. Except for Luffy, who's like, oh my god, the sniper king, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, yeah. So like, it
0: it it definitely like presents. <laughs> that's funny. It presents itself as that. Um. Uh, But like this moment that you're talking about, you know, across the gap between, you know, um, between the two, the like just that juxtaposition, whereas there's this really serious moment that's, you know, at its core, just a very heartfelt moment for the series. Like it's nice. You know what I mean? Like you said, like those are some of the things that aren't like really immediately obvious. If you look at that show, it looks like it's for children. in a lot of ways right yeah Yeah,
1: and it it is it's a shonen manga it's for young boys but it's it's one of those things it's the i think it's the reason it's so popular you have enduring legacies of things like batman whatever specifically i'm thinking about like the batman animated series yeah Mm. where that show was so beloved by people because even though its target audience was kids and like basically teenagers like the upper limit right it took its audience seriously same with like things like samurai jack think of the most yeah, ha- highly whoa, acclaimed definitely. animated shows are last not airbender yeah last airbender are not shows that are purely lighthearted. hearted it shows yeah. that understand like that kids are just young people and mm-hmm. that they can handle like truth and hardship and things like that right yeah so, yeah exactly and, they, and you
0: know um you know i think this is really like uh in shown throughout everything that we've watched in a lot of ways maybe it's not even just you know maybe not not from the perspective of like you know you can be shown something funny and still have this moment of hardship but just those um that theme of, you know, taking your audience serious, seriously, respecting the thought that they put into your work, even if they're a 12 year old kid, yeah. you know what I mean? Or a 34, four year old man, right? Well,
1: I, I think, I think the, it's also a great example of walking the line very adeptly with between like the moments of levity and the seriousness, right? It's not all goofy all the time. It's not all serious all the time. The goofiness and the seriousness is what makes you love the characters. The, the person that gets The least overall development for the most time is Luffy and maybe Zolo. Like Zolo's backstory is a little less intense than everybody else's. But like Nami immediately in Arlong Park, we understand like we empathize with her. She has this really terrible plight that she's been th- that has been thrust onto her and she gets rescued and it builds character. But then also she's the straight man in the joke. She's not only this tragic backstory, right? Yeah. The tragic mm-hmm. backstory makes us empathize and care. And then the goofiness like makes us love the character. Same with Sanji, Sop Chopper, Nika, Robin, more as the thing goes on. Right. I think
0: complex characters like that are much more fun to engage with as the reader slash watcher, viewer, whatever, as well. Um, yeah. You know, it, it it's a lot more interesting than characters to just wear their singular personality trait, uh, personality yeah. trait on their sleeve. Like like Goku. I mean, Goku, yeah. there there's n- there is nothing beyond what you see in front of you. I mean, yeah. You it, can't even, you know, like it's
1: he's it, very, he's very Luffy, one dimensional. That's part of why I brought up Luffy. One of the things I want us to really focus on when we're reading this, too, is like I'm hoping that the things that will grab you, I think, will be the design and the character design, mm-hmm. the dialogue, I think, too, and the comedy and things like that, because this is going to be stuff that we haven't seen in the other like material. But right. But just also like like I said, Dragon Ball was one of Oda's biggest influences and luffy is such a great example of like what happens when he takes someone out of one dimensionality luffy likes to eat is goofy Mm -hmm. and stupid likes to fight is Mm -hmm. very direct and straightforward he doesn't use his head just like goku but then in addition he has this something that is passively involved in he has his family backstory so his grandfather is this naval hero luffy worships the pirates right and he is striking out on his own as a pirate his dad monkey d dragon is someone very critical to the world government story arc in a way you won't expect we, we won't talk about it much Ooh. so he, his, he has this complicated family history right and then in addition goku doesn't have a lot of moments where he's like hey i empathize with you side character of the arc, right? Luffy does what he wants. This is his his core thesis is that he lives free. But he empathizes with the people that he runs into and he's like, okay, I understand the, the Pia arc I'll talk about for an example. This is the In the Heavens one, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He gets angry on behalf of the people that he's met. Not because he's a hero, because Luffy is not a hero, but because I like these people and you hurt them. So I'm going to hurt you. Right. Right. Like, right. He's a hero of justice in the sense that he has a just heart and he follows it. He's not like out to save the world. He doesn't care. But right. he Goku. Goku doesn't have any of that. You know what I mean? Like, no. Right. He Goku is just I want to fight and get stronger. Yeah. And, and and that's, you know, like you said, it's
0: this is he's very much inspired by Dragon Ball and, and the themes of that. And I think that this is just sort of the natural progression of those ideas when you have somebody that takes that that loves something and cares for something the way that that you know oda clearly does you get that natural evolution of but it's not just another take on the character it's a like a more realized version of it it's more it's this is what this character could be and what i feel is underneath of that
1: trope yeah he's he's an absolute madman i we i was showing chris this diagram so this this comic has been being published once a week for uh 14 this is fucking insane this is no, fucking no. crazy 1997 to 2021 three plus 21 24 years all right yeah. it's yep. been being published for 24 years he has published 1036 weeks he has he has taken a personal break 139 weeks and there's been a break for the comic itself weekly shonen jump 101 times he is an absolute insane person. He. Yes. So we're, we're going to talk about Oda in a second here, too, because I just want to talk about some stuff that's funny aside stuff that's based. But uh, he's he insists on drawing 95 percent of it himself. He really only lets his assistants do like the backgrounds and stuff because he has right. a very specific vision and he wants to see it realized a specific that's, way. That's like crazy. He's an absolute nut job. So yeah. uh, talking about how based Oda is for a minute. So Oda. Um as I've already mentioned he has the SBS series where he talks about at the at the end of each well not at the end of certain chapters in the collected volumes he has this thing where he answers basically fan mail and fan questions and he just absolutely does not give a fuck at all. <laughs> he is he is the perfect counterpoint to like Akira Toriyama writing Dragon Ball Z and not giving a fuck where it doesn't work where yeah. he's basically just like he'll get a question like I said Hey, why didn't Sanji light his leg on fire when he did that? Well, his heart burns hotter and just absolutely <laughs> stupid shit like that. Right. But <laughs> yeah, he remains right. coherent and consistent through the whole thing. Yeah? So he's right. based in that way. Um, Oda, if if you want to be critical of it, Oda has a specific type of woman. And you can see that in the art of Nami and Nico Robin that I've sent to you. Right. Uh uh-huh. Perfect yeah. hourglass shape and. Uh, sure. certain assets, right? Of a certain size. Right. Because uh-huh. as he has as he has described, uh, big assets are the piece of the world. Uh so he draws all of his women that are intended to be attractive largely the same way. Uh-huh. Well, there was an event for weekly shown jump called Jump Festa one year, and they had a young lady, a model. I think she was like a they like she had done like modeling for like races and stuff, but she was hired to cosplay as Nami and okay uh oda met her there and then they got married so he literally created he married his own waifu she uh cosplayed nami for a lot of those events so he created nami his like idealized version of a woman met a woman that cosplayed her and then married her yeah so yeah uh, okay very hey. very based they're still together hey. by the way too they're like very happily married and have several children um right. well he, yeah he's he's incredible
0: that's I, that's something yeah that's, <laughs> a, uh, that's a flex I'll tell you <laughs> like, it's uh, yeah that is I I don't even really know how to interpret that <laughs> yeah it is me either I've never heard of anything even remotely like that in my life <laughs> that is um he's like real life
1: and bison basically yeah uh, that's crazy <laughs> yeah he's he's insane um he's uh he doesn't like he doesn't do a lot of interviews he like refuses to show up to stuff in person he just he just lives his own way he does not give I, a fuck at all
0: i get i get a lot
1: of yoko taro vibes from this guy yeah kind of it's it's very similar he's like a what do you call that like an auteur or something like that yeah yeah yeah. He's the, an, an, an eccentric, like a, a kojima yeah, yeah. right He's an eccentric auteur. He just does not give a shit about what anyone thinks at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking sick. Yeah. I,
0: I, I the thing that is really grabbing me the most at, that we've talked about so far is, um, like hearing you describe some of the characters, like this, the smoke guy. Yeah. Uh, that has the two cigars and his whole body of smoke and like understanding different ways that they, um, like utilize their powers and like seeing the unique ways that they, sort of engage with the world around them and it like you know i don't want to i don't want to sound like i'm trying to draw you know another comparison to western culture and content just to say like oh look how stupid this is you know what i mean but like what i'm trying to say is like i think that it is a lot more interesting it's got a different kind of uh hook to it than well isn't it cool if we have him throw the shield and it bounces off a couple guys. Right. Yeah. Instead of just using it to bash people, he can throw it too. That would be neat. Oh. And when Falcon becomes captain America, he's going to do all of that stuff and he's going to fly. It's, you know what I mean? It's this thing of like, that's fine. Right. But I think I'm so used to that stuff that it, this just seems much more, uh, yeah, like you said it's like a higher concept yeah and different you know there's that there's that air of uniqueness
1: to it it's it's one of the best parts of the show and the the thing i was rambling about at the starks i didn't really like it, i think you kind of get a better idea of it now that i've talked about it more but there's the the fruits like the the manga immediately starts off with like this is going to be weird right (laughs) he it ends with luffy extending his arm and leaving this crater sized hole in this gigantic sea monster that attacked him right it's like okay this is going to be a weird show but then you get me meet the one of the first villains is Buggy the clown which i think it's like the slice slice fruit he can vivisect himself and like all of his body parts can float and operate separately (laughs) right uh there's like yeah there's a dog no, wait, no, there's a cannon that ate the dog dog fruit. So now it's a dog that is a cannon. The, one of the later <laughs> anti heroes. I'm not making any of this shit up. I know one, you're not. One of the later anti heroes slash like allies is, um I'm not going to spoil his name. He has a power that is called the Ope Ope fruit in Japanese, which means the operation fruit. Okay. He can create these domes or like spheres that are called his operating rooms. And within them, he can alter the position of anything. So one of his like uh, one of his uh, signature attacks, like when he's like really trying to kill someone, he'll create an operating room. So he could just like vivisect people if he wanted to, right? But he'll remove their heart and pull it, put it into his hand, and and he'll crush the heart, <laughs> basically, right? Like it's it's like these really fucking weird high concept (laughs) powers a lot of the time like there's there's straightforward stuff like i'm made of smoke but then there's uh let me one more hold on let me look i mean i just
0: can't wait to see this shit it all sounds so like it all just sounds so neat you know what i mean
1: it's the whole show is like this it's just like absolutely
0: some of the the stuff that we were talking about on the mini so that that we just recorded it, like it's the, it hits a lot of the same shit as like some of the characters in guilty gear for me where it's like it's you know yeah yeah it's cool to have like a projectile but what if it were a fucking pool cue and your guy or a pool ball and your guy had the cue to hit it across the screen so it's a projectile when you want it to be yeah and it's a pool ball and he just shoots it with a. it's that kind of thing you know what i mean yeah where it's 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 taking the base concept of person has power power does x and saying yeah. but it's gonna we're gonna show it like this
1: <laughs> you yeah. know oh, it's because it's it's not just the powers either it's also the weird weirdo martial arts and stuff so there's a character we won't see he's probably my second favorite moment of one piece but there's a guy in in the crocodile arc the like bad guy the one more nico robin is one of the bad guys they have this organization where they're based on numbers number two Mr. Bon Clay is a total weirdo. He is. uh, So the Japanese, uh, to be clear, uh, they have a very weird idea of what being gay means. Uh, They have this idea of like Okama, which basically for them, like gay is like cross-dressing if they're not like if they're Mm -hmm. older and not really up to date. But Mr. Bon Clay is not like played for laughs in that way. Like Oda is like weirdly like. Gay positive in the way he writes these characters. It, uh-huh. It's just that it's weird, like their weird interpretation of it. But Mr. Okay. Bon Clay is this absolute weirdo. He shows up. He's wearing a tutu that is swan yeah. themed, and he's this like hairy, <laughs> lanky dude, right? And he he does what's called Okama Way Karate, which in English they they translate it to "Oh, come my way." But like he has this, uh he has this absolutely like bizarre ability so he his his devil fruit power is he can tra- transform his body as a shapeshifter he can look like other people but he has this like ballet style martial art that's like it's really played up in the like effeminate nature of it but then he's like blowing dudes away right yeah. like <laughs> it, and he he comes back in this one arc he's a villain in that arc but he's the b- greatest bro of all time he has this absolute tearjerker moment between him and luffy it's okay he's inc- he's an incredible character he's super based but it's it, it just this everything from top to bottom is like simultaneously weird and yeah. awesome
0: like yeah right yeah. yeah it's
1: it's it's that bit like i said for
0: me at least just it it at, at first pass it's got big fighting game energy for me you know it's got uh, in terms of like the things that i look for in investing into characters and what I like about characters and stuff like that. It's the whole reason that, you know, to pull another example from, you know, other things that we like. It's the whole reason I like the stormlight books, right? Like it's, it's not enough to just have like these otherworldly powers. You got to summon the blade from mist when you stick your hand out. I'm in, you know what I mean? Same thing here. You know what I mean? It's not enough to have, you know, you can turn your body into smoke. I play Mortal Kombat. I've seen smoke. I've done seen that shit. But you have two big cigars in your mouth that you use as like part of that gimmick. Yeah. Yes.
1: You know what I mean? Well, like uh, in. That's the thing. Like this is what I was trying to get across with Akaza, which does a good job, too. But a lot of this is like, just shut up. Just enjoy it. Like it's yeah. it's just hype. You know what I mean? Like, well, if if Luffy's entire body is made of rubber, how, why is he not asphyxiate? Because his blood cells are rubber or whatever. Shut up. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Uh, yeah, exactly. We're gonna learn about Gear Three, his super power up in the Ennies lobby arc. And like he he got a lot of mail that was like, How the fuck does this work, Oda? And he's like, just shut up. Like uh, <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> shut up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But uh it, I'm ex Good. I was gonna say, so so how are we doing this? I mean, what's what's the scoop? Well, there is a lot of one piece to read, obviously. One thousand yeah. chapters. Mm-hmm. What I think we should do what I've planned is we're going to read through a somewhat abridged version of water seven and any's lobby. Um, We're going to read it together. I'm going to, uh, going to skip over some of the like kind of fluff, right? We're going to hit the most important parts and we're going to, uh, make sure that we read a lot of any's lobby specifically, but I'm going to make sure you see all the characters, understand the stakes, and then we're going to watch the big payoff. We're going to, we're going to, Even though you don't know Nico Robin, we're gonna read her backstory, and you're gonna understand the kind of stakes of One Piece. Right? Mm, This was actually a big moment for the comic because, like, up to this point, the Navy has been weird, right? Uh But this is the moment where you're like, "Oh, they're the they're the straight up bad guys. Like, they're just they're just not okay at all, right?" Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sick. Well. So what is the best way for anybody who might be wanting to engage with this alongside of us to engage with it? Is there a good way for this? Yes.
1: So. Okay. What I encourage you do. There are Tonko bones. Again, this is the way they call the trade paperback kind of. Yes. You can get these digitally. I have prepared the chapter numbers and the volume numbers of what we're going to be reading. Not the specifics, but the scope. So. If you want to read it, this is chapters 322 to 430. It's a lot. So again, we we understand if you uh wanna wait and see what we've read specifically. We'll update that as we do it. But then also yeah. this is volumes 34 to 44. That is that is the scope of what we're gonna be reading. We're not gonna be reading the whole thing. I'm kind of make gonna make judgment calls moment by moment on what, like what kind of chapters we're going to skip and stuff like that. But we're going to be reading mostly the Ennies lobby arc. This is water seven and Ennies lobby. And you can find so, those at like Amazon. Uh, I think Kadokawa, maybe there's, there's lots of different places you can find these.
0: So I I'm sure that this is probably a question on somebody's mind out there maybe. Um, but uh, is, would it be beneficial for people like can people is this is this what we're reading has it been represented in the anime can it people absolutely go just has. watch
1: it and i have that too so let's you can let's go scott you can watch one piece on streaming sites like crunchyroll which is like an anime streaming site also funimation i believe so this is episodes 229 to uh there's some gaps of filler but 312 so there you go yeah that's uh it's a lot of tv if you prefer to do it that way yeah go right ahead well any's lobby starts at 264 is my note here
0: so well there you go and we'll be sure to put all that information in the annotations of course but this one is going to be a hefty one. Yeah. And I'm ex, I'm excited because th- th- like I-, I think epilogue is the right way to explain it because this is definitely the culmination of sort of the sum of of everything that we've been talking about. But I think that this is, um, you know, a-, a poke to see if the like more less of a shill on one piece and a poke to see if like we're actually shilled here. Right. Yeah.
1: Now. I think that's kind of the idea. Right. Like. I, first of all, I just want to talk about one piece. It's one of those sure. things on my list right. where like, yeah, I don't, I don't know any normal people that like this and I want to talk about it. So yeah. there's that. But like you said, I think it's one of those things where this isn't something that is so universal, even though it's again, it's one of the most popular, popular comic series of all time. This isn't yeah. something so universal that you could show it to just about anyone and they would be on board. Right. right. So this is a good litmus test for everything we've seen are you really on board the anime train this is this is some pretty good stuff man i've i've read a lot of trash and this is (laughs) certifiably not trash right so yeah
0: i i think i think that i am but i'm ready to put it to the test so we're gonna go read some one piece and you can go read alongside or you can go watch or you can just tune into part two and find out exactly what we thought and go back, spoilers intact. But until then, you can find all of the rest of our episodes at themanyfolds.com as well as on iTunes, Spotify. I think it's just called Apple Podcasts now, but you get the gist. Um, and you can find our socials, Twitter and Instagram at themanyfolds. Pretty simple, pretty uniform. Scott, I think it's time to read some manga, dude.
1: Yes, we shall read the manga. My mangoes. This is just like my Japanese animes. <laughs> well, One Piece, here we come. I can't wait.
0: We'll see you guys next time.
1: King of the Sh-